is it fair to say that law firm owners who are in community tend to be more in touch with that secret something that requires them to go from chaos to freedom or surviving to thriving than those who are not in community? Is that a fair statement? I think it is. And listening to that question, it reminds me it's probably not too different from when you have a community around your chosen faith, right? Is when you go and you're able to have those shared experiences, learn from other people and just get to learn from that community and become plugged in, become part of it. That's going to fill you on a spiritual level that few other things can really give you that gift. And I would say it, it's probably similar, not exactly the same, but I think it's similar enough in business when you're part of that community, you know, for business owners, where there's that shared understanding of what this is all about in terms of trying to manage a team, grow a company, deliver for your clients, right? There's just so many things that you you learn just because you've all been doing it before some are early in the process others have been doing it for decades and it's their turn to give back and that's what keeps them that's their drive at that point but if you think about it i've been in places in my life where you know i was in a community of faith and then other times where i didn't have that and i can just tell you for me that is such a big part of showing up feeling ready to take on whatever the challenges are and both in faith and in business and in my personal life as well. Having that community, I think, is kind of the secret sauce. Hey, law firm owners, welcome to the Your Practice Master podcast. We're your hosts. I'm MPS. And I'm Richard James. And I can't wait today for today's guest, Michael, because Joe has been working kneecap to kneecap with law firms, trying to show them how to better convert their traffic into paying clients. And whilst he's been there, he's gotten some incredible insights that he's going to be able to share with us today. So Joe Rotolo, did I say that right? Rutolo, correct? From Intaker is here with yes. us and he's going to share with us some insights. So Joe, welcome to the show today. Oh, thank you very much, Rich and Michael for having me. Absolutely. No, we appreciate it. And Joe, I've been lucky enough to obviously through our events, get to know you a lot more and call you a friend, which has been exciting. So I'm looking forward to today's conversation and have no doubt you're going to be able to provide a ton of value. One of the things we like to do to kick things off, warm the audience up a little bit, is what's something that maybe not everyone knows about you? Oh, man. Well, if you're talking about me as a man, as a person, it is that creativity has been in my blood for many years. These days, creativity comes out through the process of communication, selling, getting to help people, solve problems, etc. But before all that, music was my chief passion, and that was my feels like a lifetime ago, but playing drums and getting into whether that's rock or jazz, either way, music has just been in my blood and uh, being able to collaborate, connect. And, you know, so much of what I did for years in different bands and situations like that, it's actually not that different working with a team here at Intaker, collaborating on different problems, challenges, and then also for clients. Every time that I get a chance to work with someone who thinks differently as a business owner, as a law firm owner, and sees the bigger picture, not so much getting lost in the weeds, not getting frustrated by, you know, the little challenges that we all deal with, whether that's in business or in personal life, 
but can see the picture, the vision, where it's going, where the business is going and kind of, you know, that compelling future. It just reminds me of the same kind of creative energy that was driving me for years in music. And it's cool. No one really asked me that question before, Michael. So I hope that wasn't too much of a, you know, out there response, but uh, yeah, it used to be music. Now it's business. So let's go. We have Love a it. musician Definitely not an out there response. Family. Yes. I, your, your other son, Rich, I remember at one of the Partners Club events, I believe in Arizona, we had a chance to meet and connect and talk a little bit, you know, talk shop about music and production. And it is, hey, we all have something that gets us inspired, that drives us. And whether that is something purely creative for entertainment, like music, or whether that is like impacting lives through creating a business, whether that's a law firm or whatever it is, just like what you and Michael are doing, creating the impact. It fills the spirit with something that I don't know what to call it, but keeps me juiced, the juice of life. Well, Joe, I appreciate you sharing that. And absolutely that question either has some people that have been sitting there waiting to answer that all their lives, or it has some people that it just completely stumps. And then they have to really dig deep and think about where they're going with it. But for you, I love that music was that path for you. Now, you were in music for a while, and then obviously you started this journey with Intaker. So why don't you walk us through your high-level marks of the journey working with entrepreneurial attorneys? Good question. Throughout my time here, I've been working with attorneys about four years. And in that time, I've gotten to know a few of my clients quite well and Kind of like you, Mike, see them at events, get to know them, call them friends, and the relationships that matter to me. And I hinted at it before, but I see there's two levels of how someone thinks about their business, right? One level is, I might want to call it like survival mind. You know what I mean? There are people that are more mm -hmm. focused on solving the problem right in front of them. And that could be something that is important and something that is urgent, but that problem, and there's always going to be that next problem that never goes away. There's always going to be something else that is on their heels and that they're having to be whatever that's staying up late, trying to solve problems or trying to help their team close the gap and whatever those problems are in their business, those attorneys and those business owners, you know, who stay there, that's like their emotional home. I see them struggle. I see them struggle a lot. And at the same time, I've met and become friends with people who just operate on a much higher level where they're not necessarily, they know they deal with the same problems that we all do, the day-to-day, -day, the little things, the urgent ones, but they keep their eye on the prize, a bigger vision for what's possible, for where they're going, and their entire team, they're able to help them stay on track to whatever that is. And something that I've learned is, I don't know how someone makes the shift from being that first example in survival mode to someone who's thriving, I guess you could say. But, you know, I've seen that there's good people in both camps. You know what I mean? And I think part of it might just be, it could be like an education gap. It could be they don't know what strategies, what tools, what kind of mindset they need to get ahead of their problems and to create that compelling future and then create a plan towards it. I mean, Rich, I've been in many of your events. I don't know, probably almost a dozen of your events with Partners Club. And I've seen people there where on day one versus day three, 
there's like this transformation of energy, right? And I think part of it is what you teach about thinking in systems for some of these business owners that may be different than what they've experienced or learned before. But the other huge part of that is a community, having a community of people that have been there, done, gone through those problems and that you can learn from. Because oftentimes if there's people in these communities, they're there because they want to serve, they want to help. They know that the secret to living is giving and so they want to share some of their wisdom. And I said before, I'm not sure what is the shift for people to get from a survival to something where they're really moving towards that, their destiny that they're proud of. But I think that having that community, having that as a resource, it's more than just the education, but having that group of other like-minded people you can trust around you is the closest thing I've seen to creating that environment where someone can shift from where they're struggling to a place where they're much more in control. And it feels a lot better when you can say that. So if that's the case, and I agree with you, I, what you just articulated, I think is very accurate. Let's juxtapose that. So you've worked with people who have been in communities, not just our community, other communities as well. And you've, I'm assuming, worked with law firms that are not in community. Is it fair to say that law firm owners who are in community tend to be more in touch with that secret something that requires them to go from chaos to freedom or surviving to thriving than those who are not in community? Is that a fair statement? I think it is. And listening to that question, it reminds me, it's probably not too different from, you know, when you have a community around your chosen faith, right? Mm -hmm. Is when you go and you're able to have those shared experiences, learn from other people and just get to learn from that community and become plugged in, become part of it. That's going to fill you on a spiritual level that few other things can really give you that gift. And mm -hmm. I would say it, it's probably similar, not exactly the same, but I think it's similar enough in business when you're part of that community, you know, for business owners, where there's that shared understanding of what this is all about in terms of trying to manage a team, grow a company, deliver for your clients, right? There's just so many things that you, you learn just because you've all been doing it before. Some are early in the process. Others have been doing it for decades and it's their turn to give back. And that's what keeps them. That's their drive at that point. But if you think about it, I've been in places in my life where, you know, I was in a community of faith and then other times where I didn't have that. And I can just tell you for me, that is such a big part of showing up, feeling ready to take on whatever the challenges are and both in faith and in business and in my personal life as well. Having that community, I think is kind of the secret sauce. And like you said, Rich, it doesn't, there's not just one type of community. I think it's kind of the responsibility of everyone to learn what lights them up, what gets them motivated, what gives them passion and then find a community of other people in alignment with that ideal. That's why I love Partners Club. It was my first, it was my entry point to the world of this idea of a mastermind. Really didn't know what a mastermind was before I learned, before I met you and Blaine and the rest of the team. But it is something that I've been modeling in my own life since then. So yeah, community is where it's at. I think I'll stop there. Yeah. 
So I want to plus one on what you said by adding a little quick story to illustrate the fact that it's interesting. I didn't expect this conversation to take this twist. And so I love this theme that the community is so important because I don't think we spent a lot of time on it in other podcast interviews that we've done. And so I didn't expect you to answer it this way. And so I love that you have. Without divulging any details, I had a family member that reached out to the family and had was struggling with some personal stuff and really was looking for a, not an intervention, but they were looking to connect with the family because everybody's remote these days. We all live across the country. And so they reached out and we all gathered together on Zoom and we were talking and, you know, there was crying and there was laughing and all that stuff. And at the end of the day, what happened during that session was the member of the family who was going through so much thought in many ways that they were very much alone and that they were suffering in silence and suffering in solidarity. And they, instead of the fact that there is this community of people who all of a sudden came around them and said, Oh, no, no, no. I suffer with that same thing. Like, I have that happen to me, too. And another one goes, yeah, that happened to me yesterday. And another one was like, oh, my gosh, I had the worst day today because of that thing. And all of a sudden, this light bulb moment happened for this individual, like, oh, like, I'm not alone anymore. I'm with some people who absolutely are going through what I'm going through. And so my experience has been... Regardless of the community, and I have been in communities, as you said, for faith. I've been in communities for mental health. I've been in communities for physical health. I've been in communities for business. I've been in what I call butcher, baker, candlestick maker communities, which means multiple different types of businesses. I've been in communities where they're all the same types of businesses. I obviously lead a community with MPS. And I will tell you that there's no necessarily wrong answer. The wrong answer is feeling like community is supposed to be for rah, rah, or motivation. Sure, sometimes that happens. But really what community is about is that shared mind. It's about the shared emotion of not feeling alone anymore, like feeling like there's somebody else who gets you, who you can safely tell about your crap, and they're not going to judge you because they have the same crap. And so you have this freedom that comes with it that allows you to get rid of all the other stuff we have in our life that with the masks that we wear for the rest of the world and consequently the masks that we wear for each other ourselves that we look in the mirror and we're lying to ourselves about the truth. But then you get in this community and you realize they took off their mask and they were vulnerable. I'll take off my mask. And all of a sudden, everybody's standing there to have their mask taken off and they all see each other for the truth for the first time. And they see themselves in the truth for the first time. And all of a sudden, that creates a place of growth. And that's where the growth and the magic mm. happens. And so that's my personal experience. And I literally just witnessed this recently in a non-business setting, a non-faith setting, just family having stuff go on and getting around in community and have that taken. I don't, MPS, I don't know if you have a different take on this. No, I, I think you're right. And I think it's when you suffer in silence and you can only suffer in silence for so long. And then it's not until I think you actually take the leap of faith to put yourself in front of community that you can have that aha moment. But once you get there, 
there's just something about the energy that changes. It just, it changes when you step into a room with people that are like you, you can share similar experiences. And I find that law firm owners that aren't in community really do struggle with that. They do struggle and suffer in silence. And it's very difficult for them to talk through situations. Most of the time when I'm getting on a call with a new potential client, a lot of their problems can be solved with just having other people around them that can help support them and talk through their journey and work through the low points and the high points and just success leaves clues. So just give them that path forward. So yeah, I think community is essential for anybody in anything that you're doing is to be able to plug in. Now, Joe, I'm curious because obviously you're with Intaker. So you guys solve a very specific problem for attorneys. For you, what do you find is that one thing when they get to you that they seem to be doing incorrectly or led them to you in the first place? It's an interesting question. So for people who don't know, Intaker is on the technology side, the legal tech, specifically for intake and increasing your marketing effectiveness when it comes to lead conversions, things like that. Areas where people often struggle when they might meet me or one of the team here comes down to one of two. So the first would be in, they all relate to their intake, but the first relates to using products like web chat to get essentially more leads in the door which we know is a trend that's just exploding. I mean, especially live chat, then moving into chat bots, and now into a lot of the you know, AI generative AI tools like chat GPT. People don't think of chat bots like they used to, and that's been good for us. But I think one area is when people may not realize what they can achieve using technology like chat automation in their marketing, with their websites and how that can help streamline some of the other and even eliminate some of the other problems that they face downstream when it comes to making sure that their staff is utilizing their time and resources most effectively on things like lead qualification, on things like shortening the gap to a phone call when chat leads come in. I can give you two examples, right? And I can use some other products out there. I won't name names, but there's a few live chat products that are very popular on the market that have been industry standard for more than a decade now for one of them, which is great. It's given people another chance, another avenue to reach out because not everyone likes to have a phone call on the consumer side. Sometimes people like to chat through. They're not in a position where they can have a phone call if they're at work, if they're with family and could be sensitive. However, some of the issues there is, you know, if they're not getting all the details they need to maybe qualify a lead upfront, if they're just getting basic information that needs to be followed up with a phone call to find out, is this a potential client, someone we can serve, or is this someone that we cannot necessarily help? You know, when you put that responsibility onto your intake team, just for that initial qualification, not even a full intake, I'm talking about deciding are they even ready to do a full intake or is this someone who's does not have an issue you can help with, you know, that could be based on a state that could be based on like a different practice area issue, or it could be based on something like, you know, if it's a personal injury lead, when did the accident happen? Right. Little things like that, which are really just going to determine if this is someone who you can or cannot help being able to leverage more technology 
to solve some of those problems before they get to a human, a live person at the law firm is, it sounds small, but if you're a law firm owner and you're getting leads and your team has to call back every single one without knowing if they're going to be a potential client or not, that will add up, right? And the other part of that is on the intake side, being able to use, you know, I mentioned chat as something that increases, it's just more accessible for certain communities, especially younger consumers, Gen Z, millennial. But then the other part of that is, are you communicating the way they prefer to communicate, right? So thinking of like, is your law firm serving clients and the way clients want to be served? And I can point to texting as one way that law firms often, if they come to us, they're looking at technology that they can use and maybe they come for chat, but turns out that they're not necessarily using things like text messaging in their leads. And maybe they're doing it with their clients, which is great because clients like it too. But before someone signs up or hires you, right, they have to like get in touch with you. And sometimes they don't pick up their phone. I think we've all experienced that. If I get an unknown number, I don't necessarily pick it up right away. And then the other side is for email. I don't know, it's 20% open rate or less. Google, I think just changed email deliverability again recently, which is impacting open rates, et cetera. So for law firms that are looking to just create an easier intake experience or client experience, new client experience, using things like not just chat, but texting, SMS, and being able to automate it where it makes sense, but then allow your team to give that personal touch and go in there on a one-to-one human level as well. So there's a few areas I just covered a lot, but Those are some of the gaps where I think a lot of business owners who might have the best intentions, they know they need technology, they might not know how to best be leveraging it. Those are areas where I see there's often some gaps that are easy to solve because these tools are available and they're not expensive. And there's a lot more options than just Intaker to do them. But something that we've done is try to create a solution that is essentially all in one for intake technology and automation. Joe, you really hit on a bunch of very important points. I'm going to draw out of them one that I think is important. MPS, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to put you on the spot. We're going to do some public math here. But do you remember what our increase in conversion or connection was and maybe overall conversion was when we started adding chat into our new lead communication? I do because the phone connection rate got as low as one point, like 3%. And when we started implementing chat at a point, now there's variability and there's averages, but at a point, we were starting to get 67% connection rates when we implemented chat. If you average it out, I would say. You're saying chat, we mean text or just, I want to make sure we're getting it right. Yeah. Text. Sorry. Text. Yes. Okay. Got it. Yes. Yep. So when we started implementing text, we saw a 67% connection rate. I mean, put the two on a scale and pick one. Uh, You're going to pick the 67% every single time, right? So that's the public math for you. Yeah. Okay. So Joe, my point is, and my question is when you run into new potential clients or maybe existing clients, if they haven't been in a community like ours where they heard it before and they've come out from the cold per se and they're just a law firm that 
has never really invested a lot of time in business development or mindset development or masterminding or community or anything. So they, they're not been necessarily exposed to this. Do you believe that they are aware of the overall effectiveness that speed of reply has to do with conversion? Do you think that they realize how important that is? It's a good question. If I had to generalize, I would say no. I would say that there's certain level of attorneys out there who they may have built a practice that is crushing it because they've been crushing it for decades. They might be leaders in their market and they might be working with different marketing agencies, consultants, and folks like that who may help steer them in some of these directions with or without a community they're a part of. But for so many other business owners and law firm owners who might not have access to kind of the best world-class resources in terms of some of those things, you know, a community is, I've experienced it myself. That's where you're going to learn what are some of those latest trends and not just in a white paper from an industry, et cetera. You're learning from experience. You're learning from the experience of your peers who have been there, who've tried these things and information. And I mean, Rich, you, I know you're part of communities, different business communities, and you're able to bring lessons that you learn about what's coming next and automation and AI and the things that you're doing with your practice mastered, you know, and help deliver that to your community of law firm owners. And so it's not like when you're just in a community, there's different levels of experience that come through. You know, one is that peer to peer, but the other is, you know, communities often bring experts, you know, when you have a community that allows you to invite in others from outside of your industry or outside of your bubble to help get you up to speed on what's happening in other areas of the industry or just the business landscape in general. And it's pretty cool. I think Mike Malkowitz was a gentleman that was part of one of the Partners Club events a year or two ago. And yeah. getting to hear him speak, his like take on it, which he's not in legal. I mean, he, I think, wrote, correct me if I'm wrong, but like the profit first, accounting, et cetera. And that's just a, a totally different world. But now he, you know, is like taking lessons he's learned from life and from business and has his own style of marketing that I think, especially for anyone who's doing online marketing, social media may not be your calling card. That might not be your thing. But having a presence, if people see you, especially you can imagine younger consumers and they're able to get a sense for who you are as a person. A lot of the time that's going to go a long way to helping them make the decision to hire you versus someone else. I can just add one thing, which is that social media using video, things like that. It's one of the things that Intaker is also, I know Rich, you were one of the very first people who adopted it on your website is using Intaker with video to create that personal touch, that warmth, that empathy, that connection that people need so that when they land on a website, they feel like they can understand a little more of who this person is and feel comfortable about making that call or entering that chat or whatever to go ahead and raise their hand and say, maybe you can help me versus the million other attorneys out there, maybe hundreds in your market, depending on where you live, who might not be using those tools that are meant to deliver that empathy, create that connection and ultimately drive people to, because, hey, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably care about your business and your community a lot more than the average person in your market. And so I would say, if you can use that to your advantage, you already have the tools inside of you. And if you're plugged into a community like Richard or something else, it's just going to help the magic happen even faster. All we do at Intaker is offer technology to help bring more of you to the surface so that your folks who need help 
that you can deliver can find you and say yes. Basically. So I agree completely. Just real quick, shout out to Mike Michalowicz. Uh, he will be on the show in March. At least he'll be interviewed in March. So somewhere in March or April, he'll probably be released depending on our backlog at that point. And yeah, he's a good friend of the community and to small law firm owners or law firm owners in general around the country. And so just real quick follow-up on what you said. Scale of one to 10, one being not very important at all, 10 being like oxygen. How important it is in your experience to make sure the speed at which you get in touch with your prospect who has reached out to you as fast as possible, how important is that on a scale from one to 10? Rather than give you a number, let me give you, let me say it like this. Okay. There's two real personas you can imagine here. One is a warm referral someone gave this person your card, your phone number said, Hey, you know, call Richard. He's, I trust him. He's going to take care of you for referral based business. If you don't get back to them in five minutes, it's probably okay. You know, right. if it waits an hour till the end of the day, whatever, same day is always nice. I'm not going to talk and focus on referral business at this point because your website doesn't really make a difference in that category. But if you consider the other side, which is someone doesn't know you and you're investing in putting yourself out there, you're doing marketing, you're attracting people to find you online. And then if someone comes across your website, we know the averages for a consumer looking to hire an attorney, it's four. Between three and four law firms that they contact for any given legal issue. And so you can just imagine that if this person contacted you, they may have contacted three other firms before they even reached out to your firm. And if you delay, if you don't take action right away, and if you're not using technology to help because we're all so busy, even your team, I'm sure they're you know working their tails off and expecting them to catch every single lead every single time within 60 seconds of when it comes in the door may not be realistic. We have to have compassion. We ask a lot of our employees. And so, you know, even if we have human systems that we've set up, they, things can fall through the cracks. So using technology to help reduce that connection time is one of the most important things between generating leads and then actually turning that into results, into business, into clients that you're serving that are, that's like, the one of the most important things. So to answer your question, it would have to be a 10, especially if they are someone who doesn't know you personally, if they find you online. The reason is if it's not you who's gonna get back to them first, it's gonna be someone else. And we know that most often, especially for something like contingency-based practice, like personal injury, 70% of the time, these people hire the first attorney that they speak to. Even if you're not in personal injury, it is going to create another level of connection when you're the first person to call them about their problem. They're going to want to talk to you. Chances are they're going to tell you things that they might not necessarily tell the second or third or fourth attorney that they speak to about this as well. So there's a few different reasons, but yeah, the connection rate and how we can use automation technology to just fast track that process, close the gap and make sure we're not missing because I'm sure we've all experienced something where there is a human error. We love the person, but it was an expensive mistake and we never forgot it in our business. So, I mean, I don't know if you can relate, but that's something I've heard talking to so many business owners is like the one that got away that was, you know, great case, just walked in the door and 
It could be an issue with like the chat, the website, the person on the phone that they spoke to, but they chose, they wound up going somewhere else. And I know the pain when you spend so much time, energy and resources to get people like that to reach out to you. And if it goes the wrong way, it can be very upsetting. Yeah. Perfect answer, Joe. Appreciate that. It was spot on. Michael? Yeah. Hey, Joe, what's got you guys excited and fired up today? Could be personal, could be business. Which got you excited? Man. Okay. Well, I'll keep this on the product because the 2024 is going to be a, an amazing year product-wise within Taker. It was in, I think, November 2022 that ChatGPT kind of came on the market. It was in about midpoint of 2023. They opened uh, APIs for ChatGPT to connect to other programs. And now with you know Microsoft, Azure, and the, the GTP4, uh, GPT-4 integrations that are available for all different products, there is so much room for creativity, for freedom when it comes to what you can expect to accomplish with technology and AI and automation. And I'm really excited because last year, late last year, we released something for AI custom fields, which is just allowing AI to basically make some decisions that would typically take a live agent at your law firm to decide Who's good lead? Who's not a good lead? What bucket do they fall into? Which needs more review? Which is already like pretty amazing. But what we're excited for next is connecting that to the rest of the automation engine that we've built at Intaker. And so, for example, things like when certain qualified leads come in the door, immediately calling the attorney responsible for intake or calling the intake desk when it's someone that you know it's a case that you're interested in. You know, and I'm talking about as soon as someone enters the information on the website and gets qualified, one second later, the attorney is getting a call and then they're bridged on a call with the potential client on the other side. That level of technology, that's just one use case. Imagine being able to send like a retainer agreement if you're someone who wants to be able to send automatic retainer agreements through using automation when people just get qualified and like none of this would be possible or take a lot more work if tools like ChatGPT and the GPT-4 was not available. But now that it is on the tech side within Taker, we're spending a lot of our resources, time and energy on developing tools to pretty much like make dreams come true. Because I've talked to law firm owners that for years have asked us, oh, you know, you do AI, you do automation, can you do this, can you do that? And it's like, well, we're working on it. But now we're actually so much further along and I'm excited because we're doing a product lab day. And I don't know when this is coming out, but it's going to be in late February. We're going to do a product lab day all about, you know, intake your education for people to learn the ins and outs on a much deeper level. And so, you know, for your community, Rich, and anyone listening, it'd be a great opportunity to learn a little bit more about what's under the hood and where we're going on the tech side. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, that's super. I'm excited about seeing what's coming down the pipe. You know, as people are listening to this, we, so much time has passed. We've had such a great conversation, Joe. How could they get a hold of you if they wanted to learn more? I would just recommend if you're a law firm owner, you're looking to see, you know, what can automation AI and website chat kind of do for your business. Just go to our website at intaker.com. You'll get a chance to learn more there. And if you want to reach out to us, the only way to do it is through chat. So you can actually get a chance to get a little live demo see what the tool is like, play around with it. And then, yeah, you know, we're always happy to talk with business owners, law firm owners who want to learn how to take their firm to the next level with automation technology and streamline their intake. So it's been just a pleasure and a joy, Mike and Rich. You know, I have both of you to thank for many 
lessons that I've learned being in this industry, learning from the community, watching it grow partners club, even from, you know, after COVID it was what, I guess it was in 2021 that we first connected, that I first came out there and just to see how the community has evolved and changed and how, you know, watching MPS become a real leader dominating this particular industry and this niche of this industry. I'm just so proud of both of you and happy to be part of the extended Partners Club family and grateful for what this new year brings. And yeah, let's crush it. Love it, Joe. Well, we're extremely appreciative of you and your time. And thank you for being part of the community. We appreciate that. Our clients appreciate that. And so we're thankful. And for the law firm owners listening to this, a lot of valuable information today, a lot of important tidbits on community and connection rate and speed to lead. And so we appreciate you listening. If you're not new here, or if you are new here, it's not your first time listening, excuse me, we got the gentleman's agreement. So we just ask that you make sure you hit that subscribe button or follow button, depending on where you're listening or watching, turn those bell notifications on, and then show Joe some love in the comments down below. Let him know that you guys listened today and you enjoyed, but we appreciate you taking the time to listen. And Joe, thank you again for your time as well. Thank you, gentlemen. That's the pod.